You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTEP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Selmo Tess. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. All right, welcome to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Brodes. Together, we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP men's basketball game. 880-5763. That's a telephone number to get into the show. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. How's it going, Sal? UTEP wins 73-64 against Pacific today. Oh, man. You know what? I, I think I'm a... I'm psychic. I kind of called this. No, in all honesty, it, it, I didn't feel this great in the beginning of the no, game. No, you called it. But, um, you know, this defense was able to, to play well in the amount of spurts that they did. That helped them widen the gap and uh, also able to take advantage of uh, just Pacific being out of position majority of the times. And I know there was a point. Uh, I still haven't looked at the stats yet, but I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Pacific may have won the fast break points battle. Yeah, 12 to 5. There, there we go. And I don't think the Miners got many fast break points until near the end of the game. But with that being said, um, despite that going on, UTEP still able to disrupt Pacific enough to control the game. Yeah, most definitely. So, I, I mean, today it was pretty easy. It was just about UTEP's clamping defense and then Sule Boom going absolutely ballistic for the UTEP basketball team. So Sule Boom scores 29. Jamal Bienemy has 18. Alfred Holland scores in double figures with 12 today. Uh, but you, you really like what you saw out of Sule Boom and especially this defense. I mean, this defense is showing yet again that it could travel. It's it's showing again that it's pretty elite when it comes to their um, you know competitive nature and and what they're doing so far. I've been impressed by this defense a lot, and it's not like they really you know it, it wasn't like they had eye popping stats today. They forced 15 turnovers against Pacific. They held them to shooting 40 percent from the floor. Uh, but I just really liked how how they clamped down when they needed to. I really like Sule Boom hitting the big shots when he needed to. Same with Jamal Bienemy. I, I feel like you know. Now now we can say it. Now that both those guys are on the team, we can put Jamal Bienemy and Sule Boom next to any co- two guards in Conference USA. And I'll ask you, who's better? Who, who, who has a better backcourt than those two guys right there? I mean, singular, when you're just talking about those two guys going up against you know the two best guys on every other Conference USA backcourts, it's hard to find two, three, you know, four teams that are better than them when it just comes to their pure guards. And I like that for UTEP moving forward. I know that they've got some issues when it comes to maybe getting the scoring need that they they um, desire from Keontae Kennedy, but he's hurt. You heard Joe Golding talk about it after the game, that he's just not you know himself right now as far as um, his physicality, and he's giving them a lot on defense, but I'm not sure if he's giving them what they need so far offensively, and he's been, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, describing his play as a little bit frustrating, but um, I think that this one's pretty simple. Defense clamped down, uh, UTEP 
Caps guards played in a, and they showed out in a big way, and that got them this key non-conference victory against Pacific. I think it's a big one for the Miners. Yeah, you know what? Their record says three and one, but uh, I'm going to say one and one. This is their first real yeah, win good call. of the season. You know, no disrespect to the previous uh, to the teams that they beat previously, but I don't know if a Western New Mexico and and Northern New Mexico college kind of count. You nah, know what I mean? Especially especially when when the big boys are deciding. Um, you know, come March, so to speak. I'm not saying that they're going to be there. I, I hope they are. But, I mean, th- those two wins won't matter. So this win right here, first Division One win for Coach Golding. Also on the road, too, we, we had posed a question. Uh, I still don't have the answer, but, you know, just for reference, we had posed the question, uh, how many coaches get their first uh, Division One win on the road? Uh, Coach Golding was able to do it tonight, and uh, despite some garbage points, would have been a double-digit victory as well. Yeah, I would have, definitely. 880-5763, that's the telephone number to get into Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency as we continue here on Minor Talk. want to remind you, there's seven locations across El Paso for the Oscar Arieta Agency from the west side all the way over to Fabens. You can contact them online and request a free proposal at OscarArietaAgency.com. And speaking of the Oscar Arieta Agency, they're giving away seat cushions to tomorrow's UTEP football game. All you have to do is stop by their booth at the north entrance of the Sun Bowl and pick up a free seat cushion thanks to the Oscar Arietta Agency. They're the proud sponsors of tomorrow's UTEP versus Rice football game and that one kicks off at 2 o'clock at the Sun Bowl. 8805763, that's a telephone number to get into the show. I expect today's minor talk to be you know pretty quiet. I expect um, you know UTEP fans to be excited about this uh, road victory. Got more comments on how bad the broadcast was to stream and watch than anything else for this basketball team. And you know, it's going to take time. I, I feel like UTEP fans, they, they're, they're kind of, one number one, they're kind of keying on this football season to see what ends up happening. Miners on a three-game skid right now. But for basketball right now, it's just tough. There's a lot of things going on. UTEP volleyball's in full swing. They advance to the semifinal mm-hmm. round of the conference tournament and have Western Kentucky tomorrow. That's going on right now. You also have women's basketball, who has a, a, a big game tomorrow against Northern Arizona as well. And uh, sandwiched in between all that, there's a football game. So, you know, you're talking about a a lot of different things going on with uh, UTEP, not to mention the out-of-town high school, which has pretty much overshadowed every kind of storyline yeah. today with three El Paso area teams advancing to the round of 16 in the playoffs. So fantastic news for some local high school teams in Riverside, Eastwood, and, uh, and, and of course, um, you know, Riverside, Eastwood, and Candy I'm forgetting Tio. one, Canny Tio. Mm-hmm. Of course, how could I forget Canny Tio? Brain fart right there. Thank you, Sal. <laughs> All good. Um, hey, so anyways, we'll go, we'll go back to uh, UTEP men's basketball for a second. The Miners win 73-64. I, I just want to say this. It's very comforting to know, um, if you're a UTEP fan, that UTEP has a defense that will travel on the road and that, you know, get, came into enemy territory against, a, uh, you know, a team that had some pretty nice shooters, some nice individuals like uh, Jeremiah Bailey who in this game he started off pretty hot he he was like five for five and then he really cooled off they weren't able to play him at all uh, and and then he ended up only having 11 point excuse me 15 points for Pacific but if I was to stack up Pacific with Conference USA 
I would say they're probably like a seven to like fourteen, you know, a seven to like twelve seed, like you know, like in mid-tier? conference USA mid tier for sure. So like this was a pretty significant win, Sal. I feel like this right there shows you that UTEP, um, you know, has a defense that could travel on the road. They have a team that you know when they get hot, it looks really good offensively, and I, I like this for UTEP. I, I really do. I think this is good for them moving forward. And they've got a tough game on Monday against UC Riverside. That's going to be a must watch. Yeah, that's going to be a big time game. For sure, the Miners taking on another West Coast team, albeit this time it's in the Sun City. But, um, I mean, I I don't want to give Pacific way too much credit, to be honest. But I do think that it was a good test uh, for Coach Golding to get his first win uh, against a Division I team, and this time being on the road as well. But I kind of agree if it's in the middle of of Conference USA. And the only reason I say I wouldn't give them too, too much credit, um, the Pacific that is, is because, I I mean, if we're going to do the comparison or, or kind of, transition uh, if they were in Conference USA. Uh, at the same time, Conference USA really really isn't that good of a league. No, it really yeah, is I mean, yeah, any given night you can be beaten or you can beat anybody, but um, all in all, I think this was a, a good defensive performance that was able to get every other aspect of this team and this game uh, really to take the Miners over the top. I mean, just looking at the numbers right now, Adrian, finally, uh, they out-rebound somebody, right? A Division One opponent. Oh, yeah. They out-rebound it, and I'm going to lead to another point that was um, – I can't remember who it was, but uh, I was hearing about how Pacific runs with their best lineup, and it's a pretty small lineup. But in all honesty, I think that's just the lineup that they have to go with because they really don't have that many tall guys on their roster uh, to begin with. Yeah, and I like what Hunter – he texted into the show, uh, famous Twitter follower Hunter. He said, the thing about this defense is they never let up. It's consistent. They'll scother the mediocre teams, which most of Conference USA is. The word he would use – is relentless. So I, I like what he means right there. Parmalejo tweets the show, trust the process. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, uh, you hear Joe Golding talk about it all the time. Trust the process is definitely his big motto, and he always talks about it time after time with this men's basketball team. So we'll see how they progress moving forward. They have a big game Monday. We'll, we'll see how they do against that one. That's UC Riverside. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocado. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco about the options. All at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocado. Eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online. Taco Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 5516 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our hot seat pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. 
With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. It's time to believe in El Paso. I'm Matt Keats from Keats Southwest. Our family opened Keats Manufacturing in Wheeling, Illinois in 1958. In 1994, we opened Keats Southwest, a trusted partner in manufacturing small metal stampings, wire forms, and assemblies. And today, we deliver the best precision metal components for business throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Keats Southwest, strong in El Paso and El Paso strong. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Addy at the Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Addy at the Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabian. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! This is Max Kellerman right here at 600 ESPN El Paso, home of UTEP Sports and the El Paso Chihuahuas. Download this. Well, all right, welcome back to Miner Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. We're brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Later on in the show, we'll give you our hot hand of the game. Thanks to Win Supply El Paso. Also, our player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest. Our telephone number, if you would like to talk some UTEP hoops with us, 915-880-5763. That's a telephone number to get into the program. Got tweets to get to. Mr. E tweets us, when boom is on, it's over. Hashtag minor strong. Yeah, he's right. I mean, when boom catches fire, hard to beat him. And that's what makes him so special. Where's all, where are the boom haters now? Yeah. Where are they I'm at? so tired of that, man. And I know a couple of episodes, um, they maybe it was the game against New Mexico State about how UTEP misses Bryson Williams. Now, let me, let me preface this by saying if he's not on your team and he was before, uh, you would definitely like to have him. He's an amazing talent, that's for sure. He's killing it with Texas Tech. But uh, the question was asked, What are you? what is this team going to do now that Bryson Williams isn't on there? And if we can be honest throughout uh, uh, good, be honest. Yes. Good, good spots throughout the season last year, um, he really didn't put up those numbers that fans were used to seeing him put up. So guess who had to carry the load? Sule Boom. Sule guess Boom. Who, guess who else had to carry the load? Jamal Bienemy. So mm-hmm. I, I think those guys have experience in carrying the team on their back at, in certain times. But I kind of want – I'm 50-50 on the take when um, when Sule Boom is hot, the team is hard to stop. It, I agree when everybody's clicking, but – Adrian, at the beginning of this game, nothing was falling for the Miners. And boom, I think he scored like their first seven, and then he got some more points after that. So, um, lo and behold, the team was able to catch fire in the long run. But we we saw for a good portion of this game where the offense really struggled, and it was just the boom show. And the Miners were facing a near double-digit deficit uh, for, I want to say, probably half of that first half, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they, they something had, like that. Yeah, so um, both teams had the lead for about forty percent of the time in the first half, and then UTEP broke away later on in the in the first half. But you're right; I mean, it was a struggle for that offense to get anything going, and they couldn't get any shots going in the first place. It was actually uh, Pacific who led this game, seventeen to twelve. The Miners go on a sixteen nothing run uh, from the first half all the way, you know, to the end of the first half, and they go into the break with the lead, uh, forty. 43-35. UTEP felt like they had control at the break, and Sule Boom had 18 first half points. That really helped the Miners. And just you know, piggybacking off what what uh, Sal said right there. Yeah, it's true. You know, when when Sule Boom, he's actually you know he's not somebody who when he gets hot, it's over for the opponent. I think when he gets hot, it just reminds you how consistent and efficient he can be in terms of scoring. So you're you're right, Sal. Actually, Sule Boom is just kind of your bucket getter. He's the guy you can rely on. Buckets- to be your, exactly. He's a he's a guy you can rely on as far as being the guy for you offensively. That brings me to Kevin's tweet at sleep at sleepy kev five. Boom and B enemy should be the main focal points for this team. Well, they are. Kevin, they are the main focal points of this team. I think that's what's their strength, and anytime they go away from that, that's when I worry about this team. Joe Chacon tweets the show, listening on the road from picking up the in-laws from Vegas in the airport. <laughs> so far, so good. Let's get that win. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag making new listeners from Missouri. Their names are Sandra and Steve. He's so quiet in the backseat. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Shout out Joe Chacon and the in that's awesome. Oh, Good man. stuff right there. We love it. He said he was coming from Vegas, right? So he's like driving, like tweeting us. You like, know what? Come on, man. Be uh, safe. When I was doing my updates, I was laughing because I, I gave about three updates during the game. And I was like, for your ranked teams, blah, 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 blah. And no, Adrian, this game got pushed back to 11 o'clock tip off. So I still haven't even gotten to number four Michigan and UNLV. I've been trying all night. And, uh, yeah, game got pushed back from 1030 to 11. Wow. Uh, yeah, interesting right there, Sal. Uh, Robert Ukiti tweets the show, Be enemy, man. I'm going to have to be his biggest fan this year. He's going to be a problem in conference for other teams. Um, yeah, he's such a veteran presence when you're talking about point guards. And Jamal enemy. I mean, even from breaking something as easy as press, he makes it look easy. But, you know, what he does is pretty hard to do. And he's now finding, he's now finding his shot. Like, he can shoot real well. Yeah. You're, not, you're seeing his assist numbers, to, uh, you know, go down, but his his shot making skills they're really showing right now. And Jamal Bienemy, man, has he had this his whole career? I don't know. I'm, this might be his first time where he's had this unleashed right now. You, you know what? Tell me if this makes sense. So the first glimpse that we got of Jamal Bienemy, of course, this is only my opinion, but let me know if you agree, Adrian. When we first saw JB play with the Miners, we knew that one he was going to be the point guard from day one, right? And when he started, it was kind of like he was trying to get everybody else involved. He was looking to facilitate, uh-huh. whereas now he's just trying to make plays. And if it turns into assist, fine. If it turns into him having to pull up and hit the J, fine. But I think that's his game now, transitioning from a facilitator to an actual playmaker. Yeah, he is. And 18 points today. He was the second leading scorer for the Miners. He is he is really a playmaker. Let's go over some other stats, Sal. Feel free to jump in at any point when you feel the need to. Uh, Kevin Kalu, he was starting today for the Miners. Only played five minutes, though. He, he started, yeah. did not impress Joe Golding in this one. Two rebounds. He had had three quick fouls, one turnover, uh, and and really didn't do much for this team. 
Yeah, uh, and I, and it's interesting because when we saw that he got the start, we were excited back here, high-fiving, going crazy. But uh, for him to only put up five minutes and uh, him be a starter, really, really interesting. There are four minors who played over 29 minutes today. One of them was Keontae Kennedy, who played almost, actually, he did play the most out of any UTEP player, 38 minutes and 49 seconds today. He had just six total points. He had four assists. He led the minors, uh, oh, actually, he he had second the second most rebounds today, five rebounds for UTEP, um, but just couldn't get a shot going. Three of nine from the floor, 0 for three from beyond the arc. And uh, Keontae Kennedy, you heard it after the game. I was really hard on him during the game, like, man, what's going on? Keontae yeah. Kennedy, is he losing it? What's Is he just not on par with some of these guards? I didn't think he was taking that elevation. Um, yeah, like I was like, what's going on right here? But no, I, I actually realized that he's going through an injury right now, and he's still not 100%. He had a hard fall against Western New Mexico. I saw it right in front of me. He was taken out of the game. Uh, I thought nothing of it. I, I don't think he even thought much of it. He went to the locker room quick, mm-hmm. but he came right back. It's a bone injury. Anything else you want to add on Keontae? Yeah, you know what? This is the thing. I hear that he's injured, but the problem that I have with that is I look at the minutes played, and he led the team in in minutes played at 38 minutes and 49 seconds. That is, if I'm not mistaken, 1 minute and 11 seconds of rest that he got throughout the game. And he's injured. At some point, you, you got to put him, put him out, get him some rest because – I mean, as aggressive as he plays, I'm just I'm just being overly cautious here, of course. But as aggressive as he plays and the way that his athleticism allows him to go all over the court, um, you don't want to re-aggravate anything. So I would probably rest him a little bit more, probably have him, you know, not start the game, come out in spurts. And this is in regards is not in regards to talent, of course, but I'm just saying this is a guy that you're going to need down the stretch. Give him a little bit of rest. Georgetown transfer Jamari Sibley does not play last game uh, in the Northern New Mexico college game because he missed shoot around since he overslept. Uh, He played 12 minutes today off the bench, one for three from the floor. He had two rebounds and then fouled out. He had five fouls in this one, three total points, one turnover offensively. Jamari Sibley, not much from him either today. Um, Anything you want to add on Sibley? Yeah, uh, finally able to get into the game tonight. As far as, uh, you know, the one for three, not not too, too impressed with that, but was able to be all over the floor. However, that's a result of the uh, of the five fouls. So, yeah, all, the five fouls are a result of him being all over the place. So, Bonky Maring hasn't really, I, I don't know, can we call seven minutes off the bench and very sparingly play, uh, sparingly, uh, you know, minutes? Can we call that really, you know, significant minutes for UTEP? Because I, I feel like it wasn't. I feel like you give mm-hmm. more more of that nod to Sibley and Hollins and guys like that. I mean, Bonky hasn't really proven to this team why they should give him more minutes, and I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I liked him whenever I get to see him against lesser quality opponents. Maybe the coaching staff sees something totally different. Uh, I mean, it's still early in the season. Sure, if, if sure, he's you're playing, right. He's doing something right in practice. Uh, but but I agree, though. In the seven minutes that he played, negative seven when it comes to the plus minus, and then also more um, more bad plays than good plays, if that makes any sense. So kind of it just, does. J- just grazing the the box score right here and the unbox score, watching zero for one, and also as a result, no points scored. But the reason I say more negative plays than good plays is only one rebound. So that's a good. Right, but then mm-hmm. look at the two personal fouls, and then also uh, let me make sure I get this correct: the one turn, uh, one turnover. So three negatives really to one positive. 
Agnew plays 11 minutes off the bench. We don't see much of Agnew today again. One for three from Ooh. the floor. Uh, he had two fouls. Yeah, it seems like you want to jump in on this one, Sal. Yeah, I, I mean, Agnew gets in the game, and we know how how explosive he can be, but we see him jack up a three that, that really wasn't warranted, and then he hits one later. And, you know, the Miners hit with a technical foul. And also, I think... Oh, was, he got hit with the technical foul because he flexed uh, against the bench. Yeah, yeah. He, he flexed against the bench. And so that counts, right? But then um, but then you flip it over and Pacific starting to kind of gain some momentum at that point. And they're in their own house. So Miners are fortunate that they were able to, to be more fundamentally sound all night. But um, it's going to be tough when you're on the road in Birmingham taking on UAB or you're on the road taking on Old Dominion. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. I don't know the schedule. But my point is when you go into a, a an arena where these games matter a lot more and the margin for error is a lot slimmer, uh, you cannot – keep on doing that well so I think this for uh, Christian Agnew right now 11 minutes 32 seconds and then um, you know I thought he played okay at the beginning until that technical foul and then he didn't really play much after that so you could tell you know he doesn't play much against Northern uh, New Mexico College he gets pretty much benched right away from being in the starting lineup Um, and Christian Agnew you look deeper into the season kind of like you're alluding to Sal for UAB teams like that I don't know how he inserts himself into the rotation off the bench for the guards. I think these guards, what they've shown to to uh, Jamal, I mean, excuse me, to Joe Golding, is they're tr- they're too valuable to take out of games. Yeah, they definitely are too valuable to take out of games, but it also depends on foul trouble as well. So, well, it, no, it doesn't. We we, we saw so? today it does not because Sule Boom had three quick fouls in the first half and they didn't bench him for Christian Agnew. That was the point. Like I was thinking, I was waiting for Saucy to come back in. Yeah, and and we were like, we even looked at each other like. Why didn't? Why aren't they benching? Boom! Like they have three quick fouls. This is the first half of action, and you're you still haven't put this one totally away yet. But they trusted that he wouldn't get another foul. And you know what? Is that the point when Emmanuel White also came in somewhere around that time? So yeah, White li- came in, Satterfield or- came in, but just for a minute. I mean, both those guys coming in only off the bench for uh, you know a minute or two, and that that's not much. I mean, you look at the guys who played in double figure minutes. Sal, we're going back to that seven man rotation that we saw against New Mexico State. You're seeing Kevin yeah. Kalu take. Take less than seven minutes in this one. Uh, you see Bonky Maring just over seven minutes. And then, uh, just like we mentioned with Christian Agnew, yeah, he gets to the 11-minute mark, but you see him mostly in the first half and not a lot at all in the second. Yeah, and that's really when the Miners started uh, to catch fire and have a lot of their rhythm and momentum really go in favor for a large portion of that. We, we got to see, you know, a back-and-forth game for, for a little bit, you know, momentum kind of swinging sides. But you're right, though, when that lineup was on the floor – just a lot more explosive and a lot more cohesion. I'm I'm interested, man. We hammered the previous regime for only going seven guys. Yeah. And this team will go deeper, but they will go they'll kind of fake go deeper. Like they they sub a lot, but they don't really go that deep into their rotation. They they don't have a lot of guys who sub in and out. They they have them in, but just for a minute. It's like a quick breather. It's like a quick water break and then you're right back out there. Yeah. I mean, and that's interesting because it's still early in the season. Will we be seeing this come, you know, 
January when conference play starts. Yeah. You know, when conference play is wrapping up late February, early March. So I'm interested to see who's still going to be getting a majority of the minutes. But also, what if there's some guys who didn't see the floor tonight that we might see down the road as well? I think that's Bonky Maring, and I think it's Kevin Kalu. And I think he both those guys can reinsert themselves into this rotation, uh, you know, given the opportunity. I think what we've seen so far, and I, I'm throwing out a lot of I thinks because we still don't know a lot yeah, about exactly. this team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go – um, you know, uh, forward by committee for that last five spot. Um, I, we didn't touch on Titus Verhoeven's numbers, and I know you have a lot to say about this. 29 minutes today in starting effort. He was 0 for 5 from the floor. He didn't have a single point today, Sal. He had four rebounds. He had four. Uh, he actually had two fouls, two steals, two turnovers, and a blocked shot in 12 minutes. I'm um, excuse me, in 29 minutes of action. Yeah, Titus Verhoeven. He's showing it on the defensive side. Just didn't show it offensively. Yeah, and this shows to me that it was a guard game tonight. <laughs> you know, the guards pretty much took over, but um, the, if this is a guy who's going to be your starting big uh, pretty much every single night, got to get a little bit more production on the offensive end. Yeah. But, but, I mean, to his credit, though, he was able to disrupt the flow of Pacific, able to get in those passing lanes. I mean, we saw it with the two steals. Also uh, able to alter some other shots instead of getting those straight-up blocks. You know, he only got one block, but there were some alters there. Um, you know, really good at plugging up the paint, but I still think a little bit more offensive production for sure would be better. Alfred Hollins today scored 12 points on 3 of 5 shooting. He also had a 5 fouls and fouled out in this one, 5 rebounds in this one, 4 turnovers. So you got the good and the bad from Alfred Hollins, mm-hmm. but I think the good that we see is this guy can get 12 points like nothing. I mean, this guy can draw fouls, he can get to the free throw line. He's kind of like Bryson Williams in that sense, in just drawing fouls. No, 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 no. <laughs> not not that hot of a take at all. Because he can draw fouls. He, um, you know, he can get to the free throw line, and I think that's one of his big skills with this UTEP basketball team. I think that's what Bryson Williams brought last year, where he would draw contact, tack, uh, go to the free throw line. The games he wouldn't go to the free throw line, you were wondering what's going on with Bryson Williams. Mm-hmm. But that's why I lo- that's what I really like about Alfred Hollins. He's not afraid. He's aggressive. Yeah, it's just that experience really showing off experience and also the talent that he has for sure. But for him to put up the numbers that he did and also be the one with the best plus minus as well at, at 14 plus uh, second closest was Titus Verhoeven at 12. Um, another big as well. So for Alfred Hollis to come into the game over half of the game as well, really kind of just, you know, solidify that momentum for the Miners. And I mean, you mentioned it for him to hit that three going one for three from beyond the arc. Miners need all the threes that they could get. And they also uh, outscore Pacific tonight by four more threes when it comes to that specific column and also be a lot more efficient from the free throw line. And while I'm at it, agent with the free throw line, Man, what was going on with those whistles tonight? So many fouls. Let me Ridiculous. let me let me see if I have this correct. Twenty seven to I don't know. I, I'm lost. But th- so many fouls going on tonight. If I could do the math on the free throws, there was nineteen plus thirty two. What is that? Like fifty one free throw shot tonight by both teams. So. Ooh, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Stops. Road victories. This is coming from Alexa D at Westside915 on Twitter. Road victories are always special. This time last year, I'm sure we lose a game like this. Go Miners, hashtag Miner Talk. You know what? I love that. You know why, Adrian? Because when the Miners looked like they were in control, we, we kind of brought this up where last year the Miners would get into that spot and, you know, kind of 
ride it out until the end, you know, try to try to take the air out the out the clock, you know, just pass it around until there's a couple seconds left on the shot clock, put it up and see if it goes in. You got to see the focus from this team f- literally from that point all the way up until the very end, not just on the defensive end because we know that's the identity of this team, but on offense to still seek those baskets instead of drain the clock and try to get a shot. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Herman Flores tweets us, solid road win. I totally agree with you, Herman. Uh, Jonathan Byers tweets us, I need to see more production from Agnew. I'm kind of tired of seeing him underproduce. Got to get him involved and be aggressive on offense. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get him involved. I, 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 that's a sad thing. I just don't think that he's earned um, you know, a shot creator kind of uh, role on this team. I think he can get whatever he can try to take from this group, but yeah, I the threes that he's shooting that that are uncontested early in the shot clock, I just don't like that. I like Christian Agnew when he has his head down, driving to the hoop, drawing contact, and trying to get an and one. Yeah, those fast break buckets are going to be crucial, crucial for this Miners team. But as far as the aggression goes, I think it's there. That That's not the issue at all. We know that he's aggressive. It's a little bit better shot selection, in my opinion. Ed McDonald tweets us, Hi, doesn't it feel awkwardly delicious to have... Oh, my God. UTEP basketball and the football team's playing defense simultaneously. Ed, chill out, bro. Chill out. <laughs> Orange we love crush. You, Orange crush, baby. We, we love you, Ed. But uh, come on, man. <laughs> awkwardly delicious? What, what is that right there? It's, it's not awkwardly <laughs> delicious, but uh, it's encouraging as these two programs try to build and revitalize themselves. It's encouraging to see defense first approach. Encouragingly scrumptious. Oh, my gosh. No, Sal. Shout no. out. Shout out. <laughs> hey, uh, let's take a time out right now. When we come back, we got some awards to hand out. Hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso, also player of the game brought to you by Keith Southwest. UTEP defeats Pacific 73-64. to If you'd like to talk about it, you can call in 915-880-5763. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information, on Champion Equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocat. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco about the options. All at Taco Avocat. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocat. Eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online. TacoAvocat.com. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arietta Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Arietta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. 
Go Miners! El Paso TNR is a 501c3 nonprofit advocacy group that practices trap, neuter, return TNR of feral cats. Older cats born homeless and never exposed to humans are considered feral and commonly have a mistrust of people. They are not dangerous or mean. El Paso has a large population of community cats, and El Paso TNR's efforts are to help minimize the overpopulation of unowned cats. Just one fixed cat can prevent eight new kittens per year. Follow El Paso TNR on Facebook and Instagram to learn more and find out how you can support their humane efforts at ElPasoTNR.org. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP basketball and Coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus with Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Final home game of the season, Saturday, November 20th against Rice. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. All right, welcome back. Final segment here on Minor Talk, 880-5763. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. I'm, I'm dying because uh, Sule Boom on his Instagram story has a video of Joe Golding dancing following this victory. What's it with head coaches dancing after wins on the road? Hey, you either got the muscle like Coach Musselman or you got the gold like Coach Golding. That's all it is. Oh, Sal. I need to see this, by the way. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, it, it it's right great. Now. We're presented by the Oscar Addy at the agency. UTEP defeats Pacific 7364-880-5763. Telephone number to get in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. King Eric tweets the show. I said I wasn't going to hype anybody up, but man, JB is looking so good. I think Sibley is developing really fast. He's going to play a good, he's going to be a good bench scorer come conference play. I agree with you, King Eric. I think Sibley will help out in conference play. I think that's what they need is they need more depth uh, just across the board. And, hey, they're showing right now they're going uh, seven guys deep. I like it. I think that really works for uh, this men's basketball team. And the Miners get a nine-point win on the road. This is important for this team as they uh, grow and they progress throughout their their uh, you know rebuilding and stuff like that. This is big for them. Let's go to the phones right now. Ivan's joining us next. Diehard Miner Ivan, who just called us last show. What's going on, Ivan? How's it going? Thanks for calling us this show. Not a whole lot, man. I enjoyed the game. It was a good defensive effort. <laughs> now now you're keeping up with this team. You you know this team now pretty well. What impressed you as far as some of the newcomers we told you to keep an eye out for? Yes, sir. They, they I think they had a good out a good outing and um I wish we would have beat them by 20, but you know, um we're going forward. No, a 9-point win is a 9-point win, especially if it's on the road. I I think you take whatever you get right there. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you guys something. Um, what do you think about Sule Boom's upside? Uh, I remember Tim Hardaway started kind of a little bit slow. Um, 
he became a really good player his junior year and senior year blew up. This this guy has that upside that can turn into something special. Um, is he explosive in that way or what, what kind of? Oh, uh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, he's beyond explosive. He's beyond, uh, you know, what our expectations were of him when he first got here. I mean, Sule Boom started off as a sixth man for UTEP. Then he emerged into a starter on this team, and then he was an all-conference player. He was the leading scorer for UTEP last season, and this year he's back to, you know, bring more for this team. So he didn't start off the year for this group because he was still rehabbing an injury, but ever since he's returned to action since that New Mexico State win, man, he's been all he's been explosive. He's such a treat to watch. And he's uh he's the main reason that UTEP can actually, you know, take that next step. He would be that main reason behind uh, their success. And we, I think we would expect a good recruiting class coming in, and his senior year might be special. You know, I'm not downing this year, but I'm looking forward to what he can do, and maybe he can be a player that can get to the other level. We never know, you know. Um, we might be looking. Appreciate the time right now. You know, you got to take. You know, don't take this time right now with Sule Boom for granted. And I appreciate the phone call, Ivan. I thanks for weighing in and and uh, showing interest in UTEP basketball like this. We always appreciate your phone calls and great points that you bring up. But I have to say, Sal, with Sule Boom. Don't take him for granted. Don't look ahead and think, you know, hey, I'm excited for next year. I'm excited for the year after. I'm excited yeah. for his pro career, possibly. Don't take him for granted. This guy is so much fun to watch with this UTEP basketball team. It's like the Bryson Williams thing. You know, last year, the year before, you can't take those uh, double-double games for granted when Bryson Williams went off. And look at what happened now. He's playing for Texas Tech. You can't take these Sule Boom moments mm-hmm. for granted because this guy's very special. And you, you'd hate to see this guy go. I'm not saying that would be the case but you know you, uh, for this UTEP basketball program a lot of their success is because Sule Boom don't take him for granted yeah and he's out there every single night just trying to put the team on his back you know a lot of people were harping on the Miners team to have somebody go out and really put the team on their back try to go out and win the game try to put the team on their shoulders and will the team to victory and you know we've seen it before our very eyes even when he was sixth man <laughs> with the miners you know this is a guy who's going to go out there yeah. he, he's a volume shooter but aside from all of that you could tell in the way that he plays that he wants to you know put this team on top and this season i think the difference is we're seeing him communicate a lot more and really assume more of that leadership role now that he wasn't a leader before but now he knows that he's the man when he's on the court for both teams He's the best player on the floor when it comes to every single game. Let's go to our awards right now. And again, appreciate the phone call from Ivan, 8805763. If you'd like to duck in one late call, now is the time to do it. Our hot hand of the game award. It's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Uh, it's got to be Jamal Bienemy in this one. An 18 point effort for Jamal Bienemy, second leading scorer for this team. Had 30 minutes in uh, in his game and uh, was 7 for 12 from the floor. Sal, uh, you know, Jamal Bienemy is showing time and time again why he's that second second option for this group yeah and on any other night he could be the first option too it all just kind of depends on how the offense is going but um for sure Sule Boom and Jamal Biennemi really have that that chemistry together as a dynamic duo so it's going to be fun too Adrian because it's still early in the season and uh, although they've had last year to really kind of grow with each other uh this year they have they already have that year under their belt so they know uh each other a little bit more uh, you know in terms of you know what are the spots they'd like to be at where are they going to look to so i'm really excited to see what this duo could do 
like around January. Oh, I, I am too. I'm very excited for them. And uh, that is why Jamal Bienemy is our Hot Hand of the Game Award recipient. Keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso, the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit a Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. And uh, yeah, you're right. Jamal Bienemy, Sule Boom, great tandem that they have. And that leads us to our player of the game, Sule Boom. 29 points in today's game. He had 38 minutes of action, 9 of 14 from the floor, hit four. Yes, four three-pointers in this game, was 7-for-7 seven seven from the th- uh, from the free-throw line, led the, led the team in rebounding. Yeah, you heard that right. He had six rebounds to lead the minors in this one. He went to the free-throw line seven different times in this one. He had three assists, three steals, three turnovers, and Sule, boom, what a game, Sal. Player of the game. Yeah, one of many that we're going to see from this guy. And also, I think it kind of helps when you have your people out in the crowd rooting for you. Got to see his uh, his Instagram and a, a great number of family out there to see him. So I'm pretty sure he's excited about that. I mean, Thanksgiving right around the corner. Uh, I don't know what what the travel is like for the team. I know that they have a game right before Thanksgiving and then, you know, some more games after that. So it's really cool to, you know, kind of be around family, respecting them. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And after that Florida A&M game next Wednesday, they got a little bit of a break until that December 4th game at home against New Mexico State. So maybe they'll get a chance to see family during Hopefully, the holiday. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Uh, but, uh, again, Sule Boom, player of the game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. To locate uh, Keith Southwest online, all you have to do is, visit keithsouthwest.com and that will do it for our two awards here on the show turning the page looking over to next week it's uc riverside at home for the miners and uc riverside that is the same team that beat arizona state 66 to 65 in the opening week of action now they lost to san diego state they lost to san diego so uc riverside interesting game for the miners on monday as part of the golden turkey class Classic. What is that? I have zero clue, Sal. Zero clue what the Golden Turkey Classic is, uh, but it is an invitational between a California team, a uh, a Florida team in Florida A&M, and A&M, yeah. and UTEP. So what those three schools have in common, I have zero clue, but uh, that's what we'll see next week. All that they have in common is what are we doing here? Yeah, right? <laughs> no, but, but it... It'll be a good game on Monday, especially with uh, with that win over Arizona State under their belt. They're going to try and be, you know, spoilers on the road. However, it'll be interesting to see if this minor defense can continue that intensity, you know, that efficiency. If they're able to do that, they'll have a chance in just about any game, whether or not their offense is clicking. If you missed any of Minor Talk today, you could check out our podcast channel at Minor Talk. Um, also, what, real quick, real quick. Um, This is one more tweet that just came in. This is Minor Joe. He said, you have to remember, he was sixth man with Terry. We said that. Yeah, Sule Boom, sixth man, definitely. And he was somebody who came off the bench but emerged into a starting role. So, yeah, totally agree with you there, Minor Joe. Um, That will do it for us here on Minor Talk. We'll be back Monday after a basketball edition, but we'll be back tomorrow, as soon as tomorrow for football. UTEP uh, football takes on Rice, senior day, 2 o'clock kickoff for that one. And right after Minor Talk tomorrow, we'll get you ready for UTEP women's basketball. 
for Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long and thank you for listening to Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Pacific 73-64. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. So long and thank you for listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.